0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95.
1: 95. Assalamu Alaikum. hello, Allah, And welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Picasso famously said, learn the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. The man you're about to meet today is a master of Arabic calligraphy, who has not only perfected the rules and traditions but transcended them. Iraqi calligrapher and designer Wissam Shoukat fell in love with the Arabic language and its spectacular forms at the age of 10, and since then he's been determined to explore the endless possibilities of the ancient language, creating exciting new work that encapsulates a fresh and contemporary art form that honours its rich heritage. As he launches his new solo show, Disciplined Insurgents, we hear his story next on Life Beats on Pulse 95.
0: This is Pulse 95. 95. Keeping it local. Keeping Keeping it local. local. All day, every day. Pulse 95. Heart of shasha. Shasha. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95.
1: Disciplined Insurgents marks the second solo exhibition at Teshkil by Wissam Shoukat, the Basra-born UAE-based award-winning artist and designer. His craftsmanship and practice draws on the rich history of Arabic calligraphy and typography to create bold and innovative work that propels the language into the 21st century. I'm so excited to welcome to the LifeBeat studio now Wissam Shoukat. Sabah al-khair. Sabah al-khair. So Shukran. good to have you, Thank you here with us in the studio. First of all, Mabruk, Congratulations.
2: Thanks so much. Thank you.
1: On your exhibition, I was there at the opening the other night. It is beautiful. It is stunning. It is clearly, um, uh, you can see the journey that's happened um, throughout your work. Uh, it's a little bit of a retrospective. And it's it also includes new work.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks and, for the intro. Thank you.
1: Yeah, and as well, uh, you know, I, I love meeting your wife uh, on that night, saying that she hasn't seen you in the last few months.
2: Yeah, it was actually a tough time because I really worked hard on the exhibition. Yeah, yeah, uh, because um, the exhibition represent, I would say, the last uh, like twenty years of of my journey in calligraphy. What I what I reached in calligraphy. Wow. But at the same time, that's where the title come from, like Disciplined Insurgents. I didn't want to show just like a regular calligraphy, what I used to do many years ago. I want to show what I achieved and what I added, I would say, to, to the art of calligraphy and, and modern calligraphy.
1: You've added a lot. You uh, have created what is now, you know, your own signature style that we know that when we see it, we know this is Wissam Sholkat's work. Um, but I want you to take us back to when you first fell in love with calligraphy at the age of 10. Take yeah. us back to that moment.
2: Yeah. Uh, it all started in 1984. I remember it's in, it was an art class in the school. And uh, my teacher, uh, Mohamed Radhasil, uh, one day in the art class, he said, today we're not going to do like any drawing or something. I will teach you some calligraphy. So he hold the chalk on the side and he wrote four letters in, in Ruqa. Ruqa style is very basic style. He wrote Alif Bajim Dal. From that moment for me it was like something happened inside me. Looking at letters in Arabic written so beautiful. I mean it was always in the front of my eyes, you know, and because the books are printed, you know, in Nasak or I never thought of it, you know, like someone can do this by his hands on, on a blackboard. So I was so fascinated. He asked us next next, next lesson to bring some ink pots and uh, a calligraphy pens, which he showed us to made from from the the, the palm leaf. The, the the center part of the palm leaf there is like a thickness. When it's dry, it's almost like a pe- pencil or pen thickness. So I remember I asked my dad. Uh, he he pulled a palm leaf from our garden in Basra, and. Uh, I had it dried and then I cut it and uh, cut it and gave it to my teacher to, to look at it. So we started to do some some letters. You started
1: yourself at that age?
2: At, uh, with the help of my teacher, definitely. Like he showed me how to cut it. But it was because the, the normal reed pens, they were not available at that time. But I was so fascinated. At the same time, my father bought my elder brother, Wild, uh, a calligraphy book and some calligraphy pens uh but my brother was not really interested in the subject he he practiced for a while then he gave them to me and that's where all like the obsession started
1: that's amazing and the thing about you is that you are self-taught as well yeah how did you do that? How did you, because this is, um, you know, there's a science to the shape of the letters, there's measurement, it's yes, very yeah. precise. So yeah. how did you do that?
2: I mean, it, it definitely it was a long journey. I mean, uh, I, I sometimes I think if there was a teacher, you know, who I studied with when I was a bit older, when I was a teenager, probably it will bring the time shorter. But Also, we need to remember, like, during those times I I was growing up in Iraq, it was all troubles. I mean, since the beginning in in the 80s, I remember one day after a couple of sessions with with my teacher in art school. That was uh, during uh, the Iraq-Iran war. So schools used to to go off for many days because of the bombardment on the city Basra. So we used to, to stay in shelters or stay home. So as a kid, you know, you, you don't do anything. There's nothing. So I was just practicing. So that helps me, you know, like with the discipline of calligraphy, because that's what you need. Then again, you know, I continued. The the situation was really even getting worse on Basra. So my, my parents have to, to leave the city. So we moved to Mosul, which was safe. There was because Basra was the only probably city which was bombarded by Iran mm-hmm. because we are very close and especially like the, the houses. So okay, I've seen a lot, you know, during that time.
1: That's a really difficult time. Uh, yeah,
2: so we moved in by the end of uh, 1986, I think, to Mosul. Mm. We rent a house there. So I continued my school there. And also in a school, I, I was known as like, Wissam, who was doing calligraphy. And Wissam. Yeah, so also I remember uh, after school finished, uh, I, There was the holiday, and that was 19, I think, uh, 87 or 88. Now I forgot the years exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember in the holiday, I used to go to the center of Mosul when there was an an old market, and I used to look at some calligraphers who do signs. And I remember during that holiday, I worked in a sign-making shop. As a kid, I really enjoyed, you know, because I I felt this is the only way I can practice my art, you know. I can write signs that people can look at. That helped me a lot and give me the, the confidence in using different materials, you know, brushes, writing, you know, on, on a cloth, many sort of sign making things. So, yeah, this is how I started. Then when the war was over in 1988, we went back to our home, to Basra. And I continued my life in school. Then the teenage years ca- came, high school but at the same time i was doing the same thing plus on the side i always not doing calligraphy also i used to love design and drawing i was drawing and painting with the same level so i used like i remember i used to do skateboarding by the early 90s and i used to draw on my skateboard (laughs) i used to draw comics you know all sort of like spider-man batman posters in my room uh, many things i mean i used to do anything to do with with art i loved art
1: anything you could draw you were drawing it yeah
2: yeah i mean i, I used to to love to draw i used i remember in high school i used to design initials for my friends you know like wow so these are like logos yeah at that time i always when i look at printed stuff logos i didn't know there' was someone who would be called a graphic designer you didn't know this it.
1: thing existed uh,
2: exactly and i didn't know what you should study to do that i know there is you study art to paint, but I didn't know what you study to design letters or design logos.
1: And at that time, there wasn't really graphic design at university. No, there
2: is no... I mean, it was only in Baghdad, the, the design department. which was very basic. I yeah. Mean, even in Iraq, the term graphic designer, it's, it's not something... It's very vague. No one knows what yeah. you do.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why you ended up studying engineering.
2: I Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, the reason I studied engineering because I love art and because when you are really good in a school and you if you study art especially in basra you would people would look like you know the mentality like you are really good in school you become either engineer or yes, doctor yes so you'll become a loser if you study art <laughs> exactly that's, that's what people so anyway i yeah. loved architecture and my dream was still now to be an architect but because basra doesn't have an architecture school And I couldn't study in Baghdad at that time with the situation, with the sanction. There Mm -hmm. was a sanction at that time. So I decided to study civil engineering because Basra University offered that. And I thought, yeah, civil engineering is close to architecture. Like there is building, at least there is drawing. And yeah, I went, I finished civil engineering. I got a degree, but the only subject I really enjoyed was the engineering drawing. And that's actually, I remember when I, I was doing that, my professor once he did a show with my drawings in the in the university a show
1: just with your drawings with because of how Virginia, great they were because
2: they were precise and i used to take full marks. wow yeah
1: that's incredible yeah I so wanna, yeah. i want to come back yeah. in just a moment with you with sam and talk about uh what you did after that and uh talk about making that transition and saying I'm just going to be a calligrapher and an artist and a designer and how that happened for you. That's coming up next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is Pulse Pulse 95.
0: Keeping it local all day, every day. Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95.
1: We are back with Master Calligrapher Wissam Shokat. He is uh, telling his story about uh, how he started out loving calligraphy, uh, studying engineering, uh, because there were no uh, the graphic design courses at the time. It wasn't a thing at university. And you did that. You finished it. Barely. But there were certain things that you really loved about it. You loved the drawing uh, aspect of it. You still had that artistic thing in you. Um, And very soon after doing engineering, you decided this isn't for me.
2: Yes, yeah. Yes, after graduating, uh, I mean, there was... Before I joined the army, because it was a compulsory service, Yeah. there was a bit of time. So...
1: It started with your family's uh, stationery shop. Exactly. We used to
2: had. have a stationery shop at that time, and uh, I used to work there. But before that, I decided to work as an engineer, and I remember I, I, f- I found a work in engineering firm, and I remember I went for a couple of days, probably like maximum a week, but I really hated it. I didn't like it because yeah. I thought this is very boring, It's <laughs> not artistic, so I decided to quit, mm. and... Just joined the, the family business where I used to sell sort of stationary stuff. Plus, I was exhibiting my pieces. I used to do uh, and design also f- sort of posters for schools who are, you know, around the stationery shop.
1: You used uh, to do the school newsletters. Exactly,
2: school newsletters. I used to do them in an Airbrush, which was different. And it was very creative and like modern so yeah, people like
1: we're talking the 90s here so it's yeah just we are talking like, the yeah.
2: 90s at that time and it before was before
1: it was all like you know computer generated and you had all of that it's all by hand
2: it was all by hand and actually i really miss those days because i still believe even if we look at the graphic designers at that time everything they used to do it by hand but but now like the graphic designers they can't hold like a pencil and draw This is is the thing.
1: Exactly. I mean, you know, do you think now that we've got all of this technology, it's hindering people from actually learning the art and the craft?
2: Of course, definitely. I mean, this technology makes some, not all, but some people make them really lazy because I met many designers who cannot really draw. Because I would imagine a designer will be someone who can really hold a pen and draw anything because that's what, what you should do. But nowadays, no, you don't find these kind of... I mean, there is definitely... And these are the people, actually, who are really successful.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. I've, I've yeah. heard other yeah. uh, top designers say the same thing because this used to be... Drawing used to be the very first skill
2: yeah, that exactly. you would have to
1: learn. Exactly. Whether you're yeah. a fashion designer or an architect or an engineer. Anything. Anything.
2: anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, computer... I look at it this way. Computer is, 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 is a method to transform my thoughts and ideas to a media that can be applied. You know, like if it's engraving, if it's cutting, if it's a logo, but don't think this is as a final result. Think about it, it's just a media. Mm. I mean, you can still do your, your own stuff with hand, without a computer. This yeah. is how it should be.
1: What you're known for now, Wissam, is uh, creating your own style being somebody who rebelled uh, against uh, the traditions of calligraphy and as we know there are those who say who are very purist and say it shouldn't be changed it should be like this it should be traditional uh, as is but you saw something beyond that and i want to ask you about how you started seeing that and what you thought you wanted to say that wasn't being said already
2: yeah okay Uh, first i need to start back in 1996. Before I joined the army, I was invited probably to my first like serious exhibition in Basra. There was an engineering firm, actually. Uh, The guy who owned that engineering firm, he loves calligraphy and he decided to do a calligraphy exhibition for the calligraphers in Basra. We were very few. So I got the invitation. I participated in, 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 I remember, in two pieces and I won the award of, of the exhibition. Because I always, when I used to do calligraphic pieces I didn't do them in the classic way I always wanted to have my own touch So uh, this is the way I looked at calligraphy from the beginning Because uh, for me art, it represents your style So when I look at any corner of your piece I would know it belongs to this person So why in calligraphy it's not like that? So I always used to, to present pieces that are different and this is what it was my beginning. Then after that, in 1998, I got invitation uh, from Baghdad International uh, Calligraphy, the fourth Baghdad International uh, Calligraphy Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I participated again in the three big pieces and they became really like famous in the exhibition. They were different. They what was to.
1: different about them tell They're me about that was different
2: about them because I I use I I wrote some Quranic verses but at the same time I introduced a design aspect plus illustration so there was some illustration kind of in the background plus some design using airbrush using some shapes so it was really different than like the, the other classical pieces written in black on on a beige paper yeah. so they were really popular and uh, all, all the pieces, they were, they were bought by like a businessman. Mm-mm. That was a big success for me at that time. And this is actually how I started during those years. Although this exhibition in Baghdad, I, I participated in after I finished my army service, because I, I moved you from 1996 to 1998, yeah. so there is two years. Mm-mm. Those lost years, it was my army service years. Yeah. Although it was not lost for me because I used to do a lot of calligraphy during army. my superiors (laughs) so instead of doing like the normal soldier stuff i used to sit and write but it was tiring so in 1998 after winning uh, again i won an award in in baghdad international uh, uh, festival Mm. then from that moment actually i decided this is it calligraphy and art gonna be my i'm just gonna focus this is it because i saw the result i mean i saw this is something i can really do well with. And from that moment, after I finished my army service participating in in 1998 in the Baghdad Calligraphy Festival, I I, I would say I became a full-time focusing on on calligraphy and art.
1: And what I want to ask you next, Wissam, is uh, coming up after the break, what you gave the art form? What was new? Uh, How you looked at those letters, how you deconstructed them, how you made them into something completely new. And then we're going to talk about your start here in the UAE, which in fact started in Sharjah. All of that and more is coming up next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This
0: is Pulse 95. Is Pulse 95. Life beats. Life beats. With Sally Musa Only on Pulse 95. 95.
1: Coming back to the conversation with the man who has been called a rebel uh, in the art of Arabic calligraphy, with Sam is with us, uh, telling his story uh, of uh, taking Arabic calligraphy and making it into something fresh, something new, something contemporary, something that represented the time uh, that we live in now. And uh, as we uh, celebrate disciplined insurgency, opening of his latest exhibition. Uh, he is here telling his story. And Wissam, we um, left off by uh, talking about how you were just drawing all the time. And then this is how, this is where you started developing your own style, the Wissam style. Tell us a bit more about that.
2: Yeah. So after uh, I moved to, to UAE, uh, I, I start working in a design agency.
1: You were um, actually asked to, to come here to the UAE. Yeah.
2: So when I, when I moved to UAE first, actually, I was invited yeah. by Sharjah Museum to participate in uh, in the visual and audible exhibition which actually I participated in the year before but this time when I, they invite me I decided I should maybe come and be with my pieces and maybe can get an opportunity to to work uh, here
1: this is the same exhibition that is now the islamic uh, Art exhibition, yeah, which,
2: which is yeah, it's called now Festival. the Islamic Art Festival. Which yeah. actually the logo was actually that's designed by me. The, the you logo. can tell. I yeah. was
1: gonna t- I was gonna <laughs> ask you about that. That's yeah. incredible. Yes.
2: So yeah. So when I came, I I participated in that exhibition and I, I was really inspired because I I got to meet some so many calligraphers from around the world. Mm. People some some of them I only, only like heard about them like from magazines or from books. So it was good then uh, i i settled uh, and worked in a design agency and uh, in 2004 uh, a client uh, we had a client who who wanted a logo to be done and but he specified that he don't want something classic so when i say classic you don't want to or or Thuluth.
1: Nothing traditional.
2: Nothing traditional because these are the styles which were like mainly used by calligraphers to design a logo or or an emblem. So I start to thinking and challenge myself. So I start to work, it was one word, so I I design it. And I really like the idea because for me to come up with the new forms between all these classical scripts which took like 800 years to develop, it was not easy because there was nothing left. So you need really to to, to think creative, but at the same time you need to maintain the proportion because the the alphabet has a proportion, otherwise it won't be legible. So I challenged myself. So the whole project was was gone, it was not used, but that logo, I kept the sketches, which is actually exhibited these sketches, the first ever sketch for Al-Wissam style exhibited in in my exhibition, Disciplined Insurgents. I start to use that style and test it from 2004 till 2010. I never show it as a piece of art. So, so I used to use it in designs. I used to been asked to design like magazine logos, some designs, some subtitles. I use that calligraphy and I was developing it further and further. By doing that, I noticed people start to, to really love it because they saw it's fresh, it's modern, it's different than what they used to, to see. Then, in 2010, there was an exhibition uh, called Basmele exhibition, and I participate in that with with the three original calligraphy pieces uh, in Alwissam style. Mm -hmm. At that time, the style didn't have a name, by the way, and the name I didn't even call it Alwissam by the use of people, I think it was five, six years ago, where most of calligraphers and designers name it that. So it became unknown. As and
1: how did you change? How did you change what we already had in calligraphy? What was your inspiration to take it to somewhere new? So
2: for me, see, I wouldn't call it change. I would, I will just call it adding something new because... Evolution. Uh, yeah, I mean, because the classic scripts are still there. I am still a calligrapher who respects the yes. classical scripts. And this is, how I think, how other calligraphers respected what I did because... I'm not someone jumped from nowhere and start to create something new. I'm still a person who would enjoy doing classical scripts, but at the same time, I would love to do my own stuff, yeah. my own things. So this is how I look at it. Definitely, I mean, uh, I was inspired from many things and definitely like for the trained eye of a calligrapher, when they look at my style, they will see like the inspiration of many scripts and that styles. You can see, like it was inspired by, by like the Eastern Kufic, by Jalidiwani, mm. the proportions of Thuluth, some from the Sumbuli. So there is many styles like like like
1: combined, combined, yeah.
2: plus a new forms of letter fresh. That's what what made it different.
1: What's wonderful about you as well is uh, your background in Iraq. Um, the Iraq, Baghdad. Uh, Basra, these are centers of learning, of Arabic language, of knowledge in the Arab world itself. Um, You know, this is where uh, long ago universities started there. Um, You know, so this is, there's so much there. Tell me about how that influenced you as well to love calligraphy.
2: Yeah, I mean, let's also not forget, like, calligraphy was invented in Baghdad during the Abbasid dynasty. So, Definitely. I mean, that inspires me a lot. I remember as a kid when I used to go to the, to the market with my parents, I used to look at the sign shops after I, you know, I grew up the interest with, with calligraphy. So you grow up and see like some beautiful pieces, not like nowadays you see these horrible signages written by terrible fonts or at that time everything was that, done <laughs> by, by hand, by a calligrapher calligrapher rule at that time was like actually mainly is to do signs so so you grow up seeing all these i remember when i used to travel to baghdad i used to to pass in al-mutanebi street and you see signs written by hashim al-khatat who is the person who influenced all my calligraphy life with this with the book that my father gave me as a kid you see mosques written by him so definitely i mean this influenced a lot i mean you grow up with this these things around you and you take them for granted because that's like the norm.
1: It's just uh, it's it's incredible. And then, you know, coming from uh, that kind of a tradition, you developed your Wissam script as well. Um, uh, tell me about what you uh, wanted to see in calligraphy beyond. How did that develop for you from the Wissam script and moving beyond that as well?
2: Okay. For me, I, I was always against the idea that and because also this is something like I noticed that calligraphy was not really being accepted as an as an art form between the other art forms in, in, in exhibitions. I mean, you see there is an exhibition for calligraphy because that's only calligraphers go to that. Yeah. But if you see like a, an art biennial, like international art biennial, or you see Art Dubai where there is international galleries coming or even... Local galleries from UAE, you don't see calligraphy being exhibited because from my conversation with people, and actually for a point they have they are right. They don't look at us as artists sometimes. They Why? Look, they look How? at us as a craftsmen or craft people mm-hmm. because if you think about it, if you if you ca- calligraphers, I mean I'm a person who look in different way. But if you if you speak to many calligraphers who are very traditionalists, they don't change. They think this is the tradition and we're going to stick to that. That's really nice. I mean, I'm I'm not saying trash that, but but you need to have your own voice. Art is about evolution. Art is about doing something new, not like copying what was done 100 years ago. There is no evolution here. There is merely it's a craft because you are perfecting the forms.
1: We forget as well that actually calligraphy evolved as well.
2: Exactly. I mean, this is the way I look at it because these these styles that arrived to us at a certain point of time they were evolution and they were not acceptable to the people before them so why we are stopping now and we are just copying again i'm saying master these styles it's okay because this is how you learn but add your own voice and so this is how i see calligraphy and from that point i started to do my experiments.
1: I love it. We're going to get to those incredible experiments that are now inspiring others to uh, create something new with calligraphy and uh, elevating uh, calligraphy. It's uh, definitely something that should be seen as an art form. Uh, In conversation right now with Wissam Shulkat, Master Calligrapher. More next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Pulse 95.
0: Pulse 95. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95.
1: We are on a journey with master calligrapher uh, Wassam Shouka, too, is very much somebody uh, who is credited with taking Arabic calligraphy uh, to a whole new level, transcending uh, tradition, but somebody who deeply, deeply understands and respects those roots and traditions of Arabic language as well. Uh, it's quite a journey, Wissam. We've gone from Iraq to Sharjah to the UAE. Uh, I, I want to take you to New York Love Letters.
2: Yeah. Tell us so about that. So in 2010, uh, I got an invitation from a gallery in New York to, to do a solo show. The owner of the gallery was here in UAE, and uh, he saw my work somewhere exhibited. And he wrote me an email, and I accepted with a thrill, definitely, because New York for me was always a city I really want to visit, because that's for me it's the center of art and design in the world. So from 2010 till... Uh, February 2011 it took a year to, to prepare for the show and I decided I will exhibit 17 original pieces. Most of them they were in Sam style plus at the same time I developed like a new body of work which is a mix of I would say Sam style but with a modern like design touch or feel, more of like a
1: graphic design, a graphic
2: design, a typographic experimentation. Yeah.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: So I I created 17 pieces. And while I was doing them, I decided, you know, I, 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 I should make a theme for the show. There should be a title. So I decided to call it Letters of Love with a play on the word letters because my pieces contain most of them. They contain the word love. So the two letters of love plus. My pieces will be like letters, you know, like messages of love. So most of the pieces, they have either the, the word love or they were a poetry or a saying by Jubran Khalil Jubran or a translation by Beethoven. So things to do with love. I wanted a subject that is universal. Al-Hub. al-hub. So any, any person can relate with that. Plus, my pieces, even if you don't read Arabic, you will still enjoy the beauty of the forms. There is always that abstraction in, in
1: calligraphy. That's a beautiful thing yeah. about your work, that you really, you still connect with the art, even if you can't understand Arabic or read Arabic, there is something, there is a connection there that draws you into the work. Uh,
2: yeah, definitely. I mean, this is the way I look at my, my work and the way actually I look at calligraphy and the way I ask myself why I, I fall in love with calligraphy at the first place. It must be those graphic curves graphic values of, of the letters that inspires me to, to do what I'm doing now.
1: Because even you, you know, somebody who has grown up with the Arabic language, I guess it's when you disconnected, you know, from what you were reading every single day and and stood back and just looked at the forms. That was the moment, right?
2: Exactly. That's, when, that's what we see. Yeah, yeah. Who
1: can't understand it? Uh,
2: that's for, actually for us as calligraphers, we see this all the time, but we don't, Think about it because it's something we do it. We take it for granted because when we write like a a certain piece of calligraphy or or a letter, the way we we master that writing, if we know this is good or bad, is actually because we look at the contours of the letters, what's happening inside them and outside, like the black of the ink, the white of the paper. These in reality, they, they represent these abstract forms of that letter. And from that point, I started my whole thing.
1: The contrasting shapes. Yes,
2: exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the
1: positive and the negative. Yeah, and, wow. and
2: like in in 2014, I started experimenting with that more boldly, I would say. And in 2015, I exhibited. I did my first solo show in Tashkil, Monumental 1111, and I call it Monumental because I start to see monument in these forms. 1111 represent the date I left Iraq. So and I did the opening of the show on 11.11. So it's just wow. to mark my my like new beginning, my new birth, my my starting. Uh,
1: yeah. That's incredible. And so seeing monumental forms, uh, something that is that is great, that is dynamic.
2: Yeah, for me when I start experimenting with these forms of the letters and uh, eliminating, I would say the calligraphic quality, removing the thin and um, thick strokes i start to see like really beautiful forms they are really modern they are really abstract but yet for someone who knows arabic or knows arabic calligraphy and for someone of course no know, knows my my years before that mm-hmm. he will know those are arabic letters yeah so it's all started in that so and and so i did that starting in 2015 i exhibit them for the first time then again in 2017 and I did another show in XVA called Inside Outside, focusing on the point of inside and outside the letter. Then now I, I came back uh, with, with my second solo show in Tashkil, and I did uh, the Disciplined Insurgents. Disciplined insurgence covers all the, the insurgents, I would say, I was doing in the past 20 years in calligraphy.
1: Your, rebell- your rebellious nature yeah, in calligraphy. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love it but where do you want to go now where are you going to go
2: uh now since in this exhibition i exhibited uh, my first 3d sculpture which is actually it's a translation of the monumental eleven eleven. because actually when i did those pieces i always imagined them as as sculptures now after three years I managed to to make one of the imagination reality in in this sculpture
1: i'm just thinking i've seen the sculpture um i would love to see the same kind of sculpture like the size of a room
2: exactly i mean that's the idea the size of a building i mean this is the way actually i saw them Uh, but because now i can't manage to do that i did it small but definitely i would love to see this done like in in the city you know as a public art as a as yes. a big piece yes. of art in the middle of, of a roundabout or, yes. or in the city I would this love is the to intention that. definitely
1: that would be incredible yeah. so that
2: i way. will focus more on on a 3d like subject plus i will continue my experimentation with with arabic letters definitely
1: that's amazing i love that so much but you're still what's important to um, emphasize here as well is that you are still somebody who practices um those traditional calligraphy art as well
2: yes i mean for me as a person i will never stop because at the same time i'm still learning i mean i still look at examples of old masters i still write to enhance because you know the more you grow and the more experience you have the more you appreciate small stuff and details and that's what i'm look- now when i look on on old masterpieces i really start to appreciate things I didn't appreciate them back then. So I'm I'm still practicing because I really don't want to you know lose the soul of of the letters in my work because my work actually although it is very abstract but it's really based on these small details of beautiful classic letter forms. Yeah. And yeah. and
1: it's like uh, once you kind of step <clears throat> away, you do your own contemporary stuff, you come back to what's classical with new eyes as well of
2: course of course i mean there is no disconnection for yeah. me it's everything I connected it. yeah
1: it's incredible yeah. with sam shulkat what an absolute pleasure to have you thank you so much in the thank studio you. uh taking us through your incredible craft your art uh today but i want to ask you just very quickly as a last uh comment uh, your advice to those who are artists who want to create their own voice create something new out of something beautiful and traditional
2: uh my advice actually for artists or mainly calligraphers really don't be afraid from experimentation because continue do what you do and uh but always experiment try to find your your voice in what you do because i believe if you really do what you do with love you will reach somewhere you wouldn't imagine and uh, i still believe like one of the things that helped me in 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 because I think because I was self-taught, it gave me more of a freedom to do that because I think people who studied with a master and they still connect with him, I've seen it. Uh, there is always that fear and respect to the master, which is actually, it's not a bad thing, but but there is a stories from the history of calligraphy. You know, we know like when there's, there's some calligraphers did some change after their master passed away or so there is that fear yeah, always, yeah. but. It but gives you that
1: freedom to to grow you know, beyond. To,
2: to, to exactly, to go beyond what you were taught from your master.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. What an absolute pleasure. With Thanks Sam, so much. Thank with you. Sam Shulkat here with us in the studio, this will definitely be up as a podcast, and you can check that out. But coming up next, uh, if you look at a larger person and think, well, they really ought to have more self-control and willpower to be thinner, you might want to put the brakes on those judgments because scientists have found that genes play a much bigger role in whether somebody is skinny or not than we thought. We've got the details on that next on Life Beats on Pulse 95.
0: This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.